This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and I actually missed saying that last week. You did. And welcome back. It is wonderful to have you back here. And uh, another reminder uh, that the conversations that we have here, a lot of times are things that I wouldn't think to talk about. Because, uh, and as I mentioned, this topic is so ingrained in my thinking that I wouldn't think to break it out into a whole separate podcast episode. And that is going to be the final step of a practical prayer, which is the release step. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's important, but you talk about what brought that to your attention and why you think it's important. Oh, it's important because I think we are faced with that on so many levels. When it's... Uh, it's a part, it's the other side of the coin on faith. If I can just, you know, use that example. We have faith, but, and pray, whatever your method or belief system is about praying, there has to be some level of faith or you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But even if the prayer, you know, if your faith is a little shaky, you say, okay, well, I'll roll the dice maybe, you know, if it's <laughs> if it's even that much faith, at least you did it, right? I'm I'm always, you know, like saying cheering you on for even that. Um, however, you walk away from that and then you're not quite, it comes back, you know, and I know it has to do with subconscious mind and all of that, but letting go is something that is not, people say, release it and let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> like you could just drop it in the trash. Right. Like you know, your or, mental fingers or, are not that sticky. Yeah, it, it's more than that. So I would like to really talk about what letting go means. And then you don't, and then people feel embarrassed or like they're, they're less than or they're fake because they didn't let it go. And then they go back and pray for the same thing 50 times, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, and I'm not going to say anymore because you know what I mean. All right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a quick reestablish for anybody who might be jumping in on episode number 129 and not be aware of the five or seven steps of a practical prayer. 129. Yeah. Uh, So I'll just I'll just go over uh, what the steps are very briefly. Um, So what happens in a practical prayer is we have an experience of life that is not to our preference and we want to have something else. So once we've decided what it is that we want to have in our life, we, in step one, um, turn our attention uh, to the awareness of the infinite creative power that creates everything. It's recognition. We recognize the divine. And we're taking our awareness from the current situation and our individualized life and turning to that infinite power that creates everything. 
Second step is unification, where we recognize that since that infinite power created everything, that everything includes me, so I am part of it. So I just I don't just have access where I can ask a favor of this power outside of myself, knowing that it dwells within. I am acknowledging my unification with it. That power is within me, so I am able to create using that same divine creative power. So basically that puts us on the 18. Third step is the realization. It's an affirmation where we're claiming the good that we're looking for. So whatever dissatisfying thing has brought us to the prayer practice, we've already decided what we want to have instead. And in that recognition step, we are recognizing that that divine creative power is creating that for us now. We're affirming the good coming into our lives. Immediately upon completing that, we go into gratitude, thankful for the awareness of the process and for the good that's in the process of showing up in our lives. And that's the prayer process. There's a couple of other steps in there if we have any doubt that we can deal with. I'm not going to go into those right now. But after we are grateful for the good that's showing up in our lives, we release. We take this new element of creative force that has been put in motion, this new intentional creativity, and we let it loose into that creative law that creates everything and let the infinite that same process that creates galaxies, that has created everything, let that create this. We let it go. It has nothing to do with us. And that last step is the release. And that's what we're going to be talking about now and why it's so important. It's, it's, you said something in the very beginning, and I said, I've been telling him that for, you know, since we met. Like, <laughs> Which like part? You, you know this stuff so well. And so when you say it, it just, it, you, you just understand it, right? And for the rookies coming on board, and when I say rookie, you could be here five years and still be a rookie, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and the other thing is also when you're making a transition from one belief system to another, there's a lexicon that you have to learn. So right. some of the words that, you know, you take for granted, you're just like, okay, fine. And I'm thinking, I remember in the beginning, I'm thinking, what is he talking about? And I would, every time <laughs> you and I would talk, I had this book that had the New Thought Dictionary, New Thought, I had two of them. Yep. And I kept them right here. So that when you were talking, I didn't feel crazy. I just would kind of look it up and just kind of keep up with you. But um, the release part is is very difficult because there's that um, people tend to pray when they are desperate. Now, I know that's not true 100%, but... Well, there's, there are some people who only pray in a foxhole. That is true. They, they only, but, you know, you're really like, all the antennas and everything go up when you have, a, when you're in the foxhole, as you said. Yep. And, and you're trying to pull on everything you know, everything you heard, everything, da, 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 da. And then at the end, you let it go. What? <laughs> like how, you know, and the, the question, the thing I ask myself that helps is that when did we, were we notified that God was no longer on duty? So if you take it back, it's that fear thing. And that's the right. word that popped out to me when you were talking, you know, when you were going through the steps. I said, well, you know, he's past the fear thing. He doesn't even have that. But, you know, us rookies down here <laughs> in the foxhole and beside it, yeah, we're like, you know, we're believe. But then there's that fear jumping off. And 
then suddenly you realize you have not yet let go. There's the, the fear of the, letting the, go. The, the two extra steps we throw in there, the refutation and reaffirmation, are what happens when the fear kicks up, when the doubt kicks up, that, oh my God, I've just claimed this goodness and it's not going to happen. Because I know what I want, but I don't believe I'm going to get it. And those are the reminders that our faith is not strong enough to be able to claim the good that we're looking for. Uh, once we've gotten, once we resolve that, then the release part is important. And it's like going to a fine restaurant and they're going to prepare you a scrumptious meal. And you sit there looking at the menu because you can choose the this or you can choose that or you can choose the truffles or you can choose the whatever it is and until you are willing to say this is what i'm having and give back the menu nothing's going to happen nothing's going to happen until you say this is what i'm what i'm what i'm demanding this is what i'm requesting this is what i'm asking for this is the invitation i make what i'm open to until you put words to that and say i'm done with that and then let the kitchen go about its business they can't start and they won't start. And if they do start, they're probably not going to give you what you wanted. Yeah. When, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about an experience I had early on when we met. My daughter was getting married and I was just learning. I had just kind of locked the steps into my head and, you know, not I haven't had a crisis or any other thing, really, to practice it. I just knew it, and I could repeat <laughs> it like this, right? And um, I was, my daughter's wedding was two hours away, and we got there, and I realized my dress was home. And the wedding was in, well, almost two hours. No time to get home to get the dress, and fully aware that if I left to get the dress, I'd come back and my daughter would be married. She would not hold the wedding up till mommy got the dress. And so I just got right into the practical prayer. Mm -hmm. I just dug right in and I went in saying, okay, I am not, I'm going to get this dress. I'm going to have a dress and I'm in a town that I don't know anything about. I don't know where any of the stores are, but I'm going to get this thing. And there was no doubt in my mind. So I guess the other steps were you, your doubt and fear. There was plenty of fear now, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what got you doing the prayer to begin with. But, you know, when I started, I said, okay, this has to happen. It was a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, leaving out all the details, I ended up with a fabulous dress and amazed that I had enough money to get the dress. Because you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared to buy the, something like that. Uh, but I'm saying that I followed the the steps, absolutely, absolutely, because I said this, he said it works. <laughs> You've learned how to do it. I know these steps. This has got to work, and it worked. Now, the release part was the release in saying, okay, and get in the car and go after the dress. Did I release it? Was that the release part? When you released it, Basically, here you are in a strange town in uh, uh, an urgent situation, and you needed to find a dress that was suitable to attend and be present and participate in your daughter's wedding. And so the intention was for you to find the perfect, find and have and be in the perfect dress. 
and for all of the pieces to fit together. And so that, you know, the right store and the right product and the right fit and all the, all the rest of that. So that was the intention that you were setting uh, for that to happen. And the release was letting go of your attachment to what store it's going to be or how much it's going to cost or what it's going to look like. Once you say this good is happening now and you okay. release that intention, then the universe gets to start saying, no, you thought you were going to drive north. You're actually going to drive east. Okay. And you thought you were going to go into a department store, and in fact, there's a, a thrift store. And you, these things show up in front of you, and you take the steps, and then it turns out that you wind up with exactly what it is that you wanted, even though it is not the way that you thought it was going to happen. So the release isn't isn't connected necessarily to the faith. The belief, the release is letting go of how I think it's supposed to happen. It is letting go of all of it. It is letting, it's, it's, it's the faith that that infinite creative power is going to create this newness. It's in the process of creating this newness. I'm taking my hands off of the controls here because it's not my process anymore. Anything that's mine to do, I'll be guided to do, but I am not in charge. That's, that's pretty big. That, wow, that's pretty big. I mean, you know, I'm a control freak. Um, recovering. Recovering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, recovering. And I think about that a lot when it's release. Let it go. It is not yours to fix. And when you talk about, I think, in the, in the um, realization step, it's, it's really not even defined there. It's, it's accepting the best of a certain situation. Like before I came on this side of the street, before, <laughs> before I put my control freak card in the drawer, I would always know exactly what I wanted the end to be and have 10 different ways to get there. If this doesn't work, this one will. Mm-hmm. But releasing is letting go of even that, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, so. there are possibilities that it could work one of the 10 ways that you thought of. And it's possible that it could work in an 11th way that you never thought of that's going to be even better. That's going to make everybody happy. And what happens is when we say it's got to be one of my, it's got to be my way, it's got to be one of my 10 ways, we're putting huge restrictions on how that good can come about. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's the biggie. Um, it's saying, okay, Carol, and, you know, there are other control freaks out there who are listening. So you say your own name. Don't talk about Carol. But um, <laughs> I acknowledge that, yes, I can come up with some good ideas. But I also know that I may not have the best idea. I probably don't have the best idea. So if I, so spirit, God, and all everything out there in the universe, whatever it is you think. It knows way more. So if I have 10 good ideas, that number 11, if it didn't come from me, it came from spirit, it's better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, so might that be better, is released. Might be quicker, might be richer or happier or more joyous, or if there's something that you were ready to give up that you don't have to give up. Yeah. Mm. When we release our attachment to thinking that we have the answer. And that, that's the, that makes it the step in the prayer is I am now done with this. This is the entire content of this prayer. It is now an active 
force in a creative universe. It no longer has anything to do with me. I'm letting it go. You know, it's like, um, you know, somewhat violent example, throwing a hand grenade. Mm -hmm. You pull the pin, you throw the hand, you don't want to hold on to it. It's going to go do its work. And it no longer has any, as soon as you, you let it go and it's off doing its job. You know, same thing with an arrow, same thing with a sales pitch. It's going to go land, it's going to do what it's going to do. So then what you're saying is when the situation, because it doesn't always happen like instantly, you know, in three minutes, five minutes, even three days. Okay. So if the situation persists or shows itself in another way, you're, you're saying, I see what's going on here and I'm not touching this. It's not mine anymore. It's not mine. And if there's something that's something that I'm guided to do, then I can, but that prayer is now finished. I have now turned that over to the infinite. Let's take a break. And uh, I got an example of a prayer and a release. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. I'm trying I'm to hear about myself. Release. Do I sound, I'm trying to like hear you're myself. Getting over do I sound nasal? Yeah, do I sound nasal? Do you want to? No. If you want to, then you do. And we'll sympathize okay. with you for getting over a, a cold. And if you don't want to, you sound fabulous. Thank you. I'm fabulous. <laughs> so we're talking about release, which is the last step of a practical prayer. And that is where we take this newly created uh, active entity in the creative universe, and we turn it over to that infinite creative power that creates everything. We basically put our desire on the conveyor belt and let that divine machine do its work. So the experience that I had, and it's a nice nice little prayer work story uh, from just this weekend. So I went on a retreat and I went up to the Delaware Water Gap. And one of the things that I wanted to do was take a hike on the Appalachian Trail. Because it turns out I've been on the Appalachian Trail on numerous occasions, but never in Pennsylvania, even though I've lived here off and on for 40 years. So I wanted to do that. And I was staying at a little Airbnb in New Jersey. And looking at the trail guys, they're talking about, here's where you hike, here's what you do. And this one sounds like it's going to be fun over on the Pennsylvania side. And it said that the parking is limited, the trailheads. And so my mind starts working, well, it's the middle of November, so maybe that's not going to be a deal. And I probably don't have to worry about anything, so it's not going to be a problem. So I'm driving up the interstate past the trailhead side in New Jersey, and it's full of cars, just full of cars. 
because it was a very pretty afternoon. It's like, uh oh. I then I don't want to get to the trailhead and have to like park my car in town and then take a half mile hike just to the beginning to get to the parking lot if it's full with other cars. And you know that all the scenarios started going through my mind. And I said, okay, I know how to deal with this because I know how to do a practical prayer. And I furthermore know that parking spaces are. It's not like I'm going to ask the infinite to create a new parking space for me. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is that perfect harmonious fit where I get to the parking space at exactly the perfect time when the person who was using it previously didn't need it anymore. So it's just, it's all about fit as far as that's concerned. And so I started doing the prayer and I went through it and I'm pretty familiar with the process and I got to the end and I released it. And I had this thought in the back of my mind, like, well, what's going to happen? So, and it's just like, I'll go see. So I drove across into Pennsylvania and I followed the GPS to where the place was. And there were a lot of cars. There were some that were parked all the way down the bottom of the hill in town. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this will be interesting. See what's going on. And I drive right up to the the trailhead and I see that there's a truck that's coming. that's just come out the exit. It's like one of those little loops. So there's a truck that's coming down the hill as I'm heading up the hill. And I pull into the parking lot and left and right. No parking on this side of the road, no parking on that side, of no parking here, no parking there. And I get into the parking lot and down at the end of the parking lot, there's looks like there might be a couple of spaces and they're like filled with mud, just like really rugged looking parking spaces. And there is a space right at this end of the parking lot, perfectly dry, exactly the right size for my car, the closest parking space to the trailhead. And apparently that truck had just pulled out. I pulled in and everything was fine because it works. Did I have to say that's the parking space that I want? No. Was I perfectly okay going to the upper parking lot and parking there? Yeah, I would have been fine. I would have even probably figured out a way to park in the mud if I needed to. And it still would have been good. And there is so much richness, so much resource, so much good that's available that when we set our intention for something good to happen and, and let go of the details, we're not bargaining or compromising or saying, well, this would be good enough for me. I don't need that much. It's like, this is the good that I'm opening to. It is the perfect space closest to the trailhead. Yeah. It, it, I think it takes some practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why foxhole prayers are a problem. Because if the only time that we're praying is when the bullets are flying, then we don't get a chance to work on our technique, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> When I, when I started, I had charts and everything all up and, you know, the steps every way you could imagine it so that I burned it into my head, at least the steps. And I figured the words will come later. Let me just get these steps in here. Um, and it takes practice. I think the first thing is to believe that it works. And one of the things that I, I really like that you say is that it's a, it's found in all the prayer practices of the major religions in the world. It's the same technique that all the effective ones use. Yeah. And and I thought about that. You know, I said, well, listen, what more really can you ask for? You can release some of the other stuff. Um, and, and maybe we could talk about that sometime that I think hinders prayers, I think. But the prayer, the practical prayer is Believing that this is, it's not believe, it's believing in a technique, yes, Mm -hmm. but it's really believing in the way God works. 
that that's the way it worked for me. If this is how God works, and I look at each of the steps, and I say, you know, God doesn't need anything more than you, nothing, really. Just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So complaining is negative. That's getting in the way, and that'll mess you up, and then you won't pray at all after you know, you complain and convince yourself all the reasons that it won't work. So I think practice is important. And and just saying, like, I'm a very practical person, which is, you know, I'm just really practical. Let's don't um, dissect the thing so much, right? Just mm-hmm. if it, let's just say it works and not spend so much energy on it not. And what happens? It Listen, it, what you've been doing ain't working, okay? So let's go. <laughs> let's try something different. Let's try something different and hang in it. Because if you've been doing this for 30 years, you can give this one a couple of weeks, right? And Yeah, and what happens is when we try it, when we get into the, the, the flow and the cadence of doing the practical prayer, then our technique gets better. Uh, not because the divine is telling us that we need to do something differently, but just because we're learning what resonates and what works for us. And th- then we also start getting success. So it's like, oh, this really does work because it is not the, the claim that we make in the middle of the prayer, that realization step, that's the one where we are articulating what it is that we want to be having in our life. Mm-hmm. What we're actually doing is saying, I believe that this good is already coming into my life. And if we have doubt, or fear or hesitation, and we don't believe that that good is coming to us, or we don't believe that we deserve it, or we, if we don't have a belief that God is going to help us get this, then what's active is our belief. If we believe we don't deserve it, then we don't get it because mm-hmm. that's what we believe. Mm-hmm. So the prayer technique is about focusing our belief and opening ourselves up to that newness and then letting that creative power create it. You know, it's like you're standing on the curb, hailing a cab. Cab comes along and says, where to? You say, well, I'd like to go home, but I really need to go back to the office, except I'm hungry, so I should really go to the McDonald's. So, but maybe that's not a good idea because I don't have money, so maybe I need to go to the bank. Mm. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) You need to say, I want to go home. And then you need to get in in the cab and close the door and let the cab driver take you to wherever it is that you said you believe you're gonna wanna go. So we have an active participation in that, but nothing's gonna happen until we say, okay, my part is done, let's go. It's getting in the flow of how things work or how Mm -hmm. good works. Um, And and that's when I think, I, I use the word practical, but maybe I try to simplify things a lot. Um, not to say it's magic and, you know, you don't have, things just happen. No, I mean, it's really simple. There's a, there's a good and the way good flows or the way spirit flows or the way, get in the flow of it. It's like a river. A, a, a river. You talked about it, watching the river flow this mm-hmm. way. It goes this way. <laughs> this is the way it goes. Now, yep. if you want to get in the flow of that, you don't really have to do a whole lot except for to get in there and go with it. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah so. Standing on the bank saying, I could get in the river. I could get in the canoe. I could float downstream. I could do that. But then not stepping into the 
inner tube or the raft or the canoe, you're not going anywhere. And if you decide, you know, well, the river goes this way and that way, I want to go upstream. That's going to be more work. It's going to be a completely different experience. That's going to be more work. Getting ourselves in the flow and allowing ourselves to be carried in the direction of our good is uh, a really, a really powerful way of doing it. So would it be fair to say that with the release, because when I first started talking about it, I'm thinking about, well, you you pray and then you just let it go and don't think about it anymore. But I think Mm -hmm. it's when I talk to you and I hear you talk, it's more um, releasing even your opposition to it, releasing the argument against it. And yep. there there could be so many arguments, you know, I'm not worthy. Um, I screwed up and I don't deserve letting all of that stuff go. Is that is that yep. fair to include in that? Yep. And whatever it is that we're holding on to, we get to let go of it because the, to the great to the degree that we're able to do that is how effectively the that infinite creative power that creates everything is able to go to work on our particular issue. Mm-hmm. If we constrain it or limit it or try and participate in it or, you know, go into the shop with the mechanic and tell him how to fix our car. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not going to help. It's not going to help. And yeah. in fact, it, it may interfere with the process. I did want to, to make a note about the, the, the practical prayer for real results book, because it has 40 sample prayers in it on a whole bunch of different topics. And a lot of people find that to be really helpful. And the reason that I wrote it that way is because you don't need to learn the techniques and divine this whole thing so that you can create a prayer from scratch for yourself. You can start with one of these template prayers and insert the specifics of what it is that you're looking for. And then, you know, have the the Aunt Sadie's uh, uh, gallbladder surgery go as well as it could possibly you know, anybody could imagine, because that was what the prayer was about. You just included Aunt Sadie in there. Yeah, you, and to your point, uh, there are two prayers in there that really impressed me when I first got it, because I'm a business person. I'm in different business scenarios. And um, there were two that had to do with praying before you going into meetings and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I read those, I said, boy, I could have used these things 35, <laughs> 30 years ago, you know, down through the years. Wow, I could have used these, but I use them now. Yeah. And um, it's to me, it's very exciting because it brings, it brings spirit and the um, process of how, of what's going on in the universe. It makes it, makes me a part of it. You know, and it, to me, I find that exciting. Now I could just go on into something else, but it's just exciting to be a part of not just the watching, but wow, let me try this. Yeah. You know, and I've been missing this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, do- go get the book if you, you know, listen get the book. Yeah, and the two prayers that you're talking about, they're the same prayer. One uses spiritual God language, and the other one is what I call a stealth prayer. And you can say that at the beginning of of a business meeting. It has nothing to do with spirituality or religion, and everybody kind of nods their head and then has the best meeting that they've ever imagined. So I I use that from time to time myself because it is a particularly effective technique. Let's do another break and then a prayer for the perfect release. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. 
Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We had a great conversation on release. Yeah, talking about release today. And that, and, yeah. and it's now prayer time. And so for prayer time today, because we've been talking about release, we are going to do a prayer about the perfect release. And what we do when we release is that there's some stuff that is ours to do and some stuff that is ours to let go of. And the prayer about release is the guidance What's mine to do? What's mine to turn over to the infinite and to make space for the goodness that I'm desiring to come about? We get a chance to let go of the specifics and open to the flavor and the tone and the texture and the nuance of how that goodness feels and looks and appears when it shows up. So let's turn our attention to that infinite creative power, that one divine source of everything. We call it spirit, we call it God or nature or the Big Bang. Whatever it is, it's that one. It is that divine source from which everything flows. Everything, everyone, everywhere is that divine presence taking its own individual and specific and particularized form. We are the particles assembled into the individualization that's us. And that infinite creative power abides within it is here now, not because we're asking for something, not because we have the secret handshake, not because we have deduced the way that uh, we can gain access to it, but because that's our nature. That is the truth, the center, the core, the essence of what we are. We are that divine creative presence taking our own specific form. And so all of the good that's available anywhere is available to each of us individually and access to that creative power is underway now that good is already operating. So we turn away from doubt. We turn away from any thought that the good that we're seeking can't be ours. We let go of disbelief. We let go of the thoughts that things need to stay the way that they've been or that we don't deserve the goodness. We release everything that's not serving us so that we can open ourselves up to the awareness of that which is next for us inviting that infinite intelligence, that divine presence that is within to guide us, to suggest, to reveal, to nudge in the direction of our goodness. Whatever it is ours to do, whatever next thoughts, next steps, next actions, next changes in attitude, whatever is ours to do is revealed clearly and gently and unquestionably. And we're each taking those next perfect steps. 
And while this is going on, each of us is letting go of our attachment to how this is coming about, what that infinite creative power is doing to make this happen, what the schedule is, let it all go. We release all of that because it's not our business. It is our business to know that it, that the infinite creative power is already creating this goodness. It is already underway. We are participating, but not in control. And then we turn to gratitude, knowing that this good is coming about. It fills us with that feeling of thanks, that appreciation for the good that's already showing up, for the awareness of the process, for the ability to participate in it, and for that rich, full support of that entire manifest universe. All this, this creative power is creating goodness for us right now. So we settle into that feeling of gratitude and let it go. Let this whole thing go. This is an invitation, an intention, a new creative entity. And we're releasing it into that creative power that creates everything with the absolute certainty that it is now, it is now creating this next experience of good. So with gratitude for all this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. And I know that it's already saying yes, this good is already underway now. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.